0: With that. If you have your Bibles today, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, I'm going to just read one verse and uh, speak to you a little bit today on what the Lord is doing. Excited tonight, Brother Isaac Sanchez, Mr. Organ Man himself, is going to be preaching tonight. We're excited about that. Amen. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I'm going to read one verse. To everything, there is a season. Everybody say there is a season. And a time to every purpose under the heaven." And by the help of the Lord today, I want to speak to you uh, more of a reminder message, nothing that you don't already know. But sometimes, how many of you know we forget what what we know, particularly in times of trial and test, struggles and hardships. We forget and we need to be reminded. Paul said to stir up our pure mind by way of remembrance. And so today I want to speak by the help of the Lord on times and seasons, times and seasons. Lord, help me this morning, your messenger, to speak the word that you have laid in my heart. I pray for this congregation today, Lord, that you would open our hearts to receive the word of God. I pray this morning, oh Lord, that your anointing rest upon this congregation today. Lord, let your spirit impart to us, Lord, into our hearts today, what you want to say. I thank you now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated today. Amen, amen. Somebody said to me a long time ago that timing is everything. I recall in my younger years perhaps that I didn't realize the importance of that. And as I get older, I, I recognize Uh, so much the importance of timing. Sometimes, um, as a matter of fact, the scripture says, I believe in Proverbs, that a word in due season is uh, one of the most priceless possessions that we could possibly uh, ever offer someone is a word in due season. Uh, the right timing. Sometimes you can say a word, and if somebody don't need it. It's it just kind of falls on deaf ears. But when you speak a word in due season, in due time, uh, that is the moment that somebody needs to hear a word. And uh, you, you know, the, the bystander may say, "Well, I know I've said that several times, and it just seems to to have never." Uh, accomplished what it accomplished now. And the reason may be the timing uh, of the word that was spoken or the deed that was done. Timing is so, so very important. And God, I, I talked about this the other day, God looks at timing so much different than the way that we look at timing. We look at timing, we look at days different. Uh, then God looks at days, a day with the Lord is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. So we're waiting on God and we're like, God, you got to do this tomorrow. And God just smiles and says, I'll do it in my tomorrow. And, uh, that means he's going to do it when the timing's right. And when the season is right, how many of you know, that's the, that's the truth. Uh, he, He's an on-time God. He's always going to to work at the right time. He doesn't work when we think he ought to work. You know, we often say, well, uh, this is what we need and this is when we need it. And we put time constraints on a God that uh, sees things much more broadly than we see it. See, we see it, we see everything in our little space of time. Uh, we're promised 70 years and so we, we, we think in that space of time between our, during our time. But God is, is a God of eternity. Meaning that uh, He always was and always will be, and so therefore, time with Him is not what it is with us. We look at time, and uh, we're thinking, uh, you know, we're counting down the clock. We're, you know, it's like when the preacher starts and you start the the the, the time clock, so you know exactly how long the preacher preached, and that uh, it's God. God looks at things so much different, yet. The world, the world that we live in is so bent on having everything and having it now. This has been the driving force. Uh, I don't know, I really don't know how uh, we survived before we got cell phones, because now we can, you know, we can keep up with everybody. But then cell phones today, uh, someone, and I, I don't know, I've never done the research on the technology itself, but... Uh, somebody said that there is more, uh, there is more uh, computer uh, power in that smartphone that most of you have this morning in your in your pocket or in your 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 bag, uh, maybe in your hand. Uh, there is more power in that than it than there was in the computer system that put the man on the moon. So if you can possibly imagine, uh, now it's not you know we're we're at work and some we're trying to explain something to somebody. You just take a picture and and just send it. One of the boys went to get some dog food the other day, and I couldn't remember. Uh, I start trying to describe it, and they were thinking so much ahead of me. I just finally pulled out my phone, which is the camera, and took a picture of the bag and. Sent it to them, and they have it right there in front of them. No excuses not to match it up. See, um, and so they could get the right kind of, of dog food. And uh, we we were over in Lafayette this week. Uh, the Rock Church had a, uh, a water main break uh, last weekend, and uh, uh, Brother uh, Sanchez and Brother Townsend came to me and. Uh, Brother Danny and I went over this week on Monday, and we we tried to help them out. Opened up the the, the hole in the ground, found the leak, and we were there. I was thinking, how how am I going to describe this and explain all of this to? to Brother Townsend, but it's it's real easy. You just hit FaceTime, and he can just talk and point and explain, and he's just watching, and we're talking on the phone, and right there, he's able to see, and we've got tape measures, and we can explain the whole thing in detail, and it's just almost like he was there. Think about how much time that that saves. He didn't have to come out to the to the church and look at what we need and get in the mud hole and inspect it and get up and go back to the, the hardware store and get what he needs. He could just uh, sit in his office and look at what we need and uh, then he can pull up his technology and and find out who has that part and who has it in stock and uh it, and, you know, if we have a little time, all you got to do is just tell them you want it drop-shipped and by tomorrow they'll just deliver it to your door. It's just, uh, we, we move so quickly. Everything now is so much, uh, so much quicker than, than what it used to be. This is, society has pushed this the, until the idea of waiting for uh, seasons. Uh, it, it, it's just absolutely unacceptable in this generation. Uh, kids have learned have, have forgotten uh, if they ever knew. Uh, many of us maybe have forgotten what uh, what it's like to have to wait. We we're in a hurry all the time and waiting. Uh, it's it's good sometimes for us to go back to the basics. And uh, I know some of you are gardeners and you've just come through your harvest season and you've you've picked the tomatoes and uh, the the items out of your garden. And uh, it's, it's kind of earthy, but it takes you, to, it, it's kind of good for the soul, I think, to, to go back and plant seed and put it in the ground and give it time to be watered and to grow. And as it grows and develops and eventually brings forth in its season, it brings forth the fruit from the vine. And uh, it, it's good for us, I think. It, it reminds us. And if we're not careful, we'll get away from this. And so we start looking at God and expecting God to just answer things right, right now. Uh, the old saying, good things come to those, those that wait seems to be maybe from another planet or somewhere. Uh, we, don't, we don't know what, it, uh, what what is even. I think this generation struggles to even know what it's meant. When we say good things come to those that wait, what do you mean? It's better that it happens quickly. Uh, but maybe, maybe some of us here in the room today uh, need to be reminded uh, of the perfection that only time can bring certain things. Uh, sometimes we ask God for something and he says, okay, here it is. Sometimes he says, no, no. And then sometimes God will say, wait. And sometimes God doesn't say anything at all. Anybody with me this morning? Sometimes we want God to speak and just let us know, is that a yes or a no? And and God's not talking. My kids sometimes, maybe my wife even, would get frustrated with me once in a while. I'm busy and they ask me a question and I'm thinking about the answer. I'm not sure how I want to answer. I'm having to craft my words so not to get backed in a corner somewhere. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I'm thinking, and they'll ask about three times while I'm thinking. You know, my processor's getting old and slow. And so I'm thinking through it, and uh, sometimes it's just, well, never mind. I didn't answer quick enough. And I wonder how many times God gets treated the same way. Where we pray and ask God, and we're wondering, God, are you going to answer? God, I'm putting you on a deadline. And the Lord's just waiting because the issue is, is that maybe there is something for you and I to learn during that season of waiting. God has always used time as part of his process. Somebody say amen. He's always used time as part of his process. He God uses time and seasons to perfect things in us and to perfect things for us. And he also uses times and seasons to perfect us. Somebody said time changes things. I got to tell you, time also changes us. And sometimes it's not the thing that needs changed as much as it is the us in the equation. That God is trying and needing to change us. And to tell you the the, the situation is is that God put within man a will. No other creature has a will. And so therefore, man is the only one that has a self-will to do what he wants. And God doesn't override the will of man when it comes to things regarding salvation. Let that sink in for a minute. In other words man has the ability to literally tie the hands of God. I don't want to tie the hands of God in my situation. We can tie the hands of God, but not being willing to say yes to his plan, to his will, to his way, to what he is working in our life. I want to be open to what God is trying to do in my life. God's always used times and seasons to perfect us. And, uh, you know, I... The other day, my wife, uh, wintertime comes, and I've been working outside. My boys are not near as fond of it as I am, but my wife makes a, makes a good soup. I heard the boys even complimenting, so it must have been really good in order for them to compliment. But she made a really good soup, and really good vegetable soup. It was, it, was, uh, it was outstanding. And the next day, I came home. My wife said, what would you like for dinner? And I said, I want you to warm up some of that soup. And she says, oh, I can do that. So she warmed up some soup and brought it out. And you know what I'm about to tell you the second day. Anybody in the house know that that vegetable soup's better on the second day. It just gets better. Those That seasoning works in. See, there's some things that just get better after time. I, I, I'm trying to help somebody to understand this morning that although you may feel like that the seasons and the time is not working for your good, but I want you to understand today that regardless where you are and what you're facing and what you're dealing with today, you may be going through it today, but God may be working some things to perfectly fit your future. And if he doesn't work it in your life today, if you don't learn the lesson today, see, you've got to pass the test before you can ever move on to the next level. See, we live in a generation that's always going to the next level, but they haven't passed today's test. We've got to learn to pass the test today in order for God to take us to the next level. I feel like I have a word for somebody this morning in CLC, and I want to tell you that I believe that God has elevated this church already, but he's getting ready to take the church to the next level. But before we go to the next level, we have to pass the test of today. And in order for us to get there, we've got to learn the lessons that God is teaching us today. When we get comfortable with the test of today, then we will be ready for the next level that God wants to take us to. Maybe God is working some perfections into your life. There's no perfect people in the room, right? Of course, none of us are perfect today. We strive for perfection. But can I tell you that when God says wait, that there may be, you're going to be better for the waiting. It's part of the times and the season. Here's what 1 Peter chapter 1 talks about. The season of heaviness that people go through. He says, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season if need be ye are in heavenness, everybody say heavenness, through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. I want you to watch this seventh verse. Maybe you could put that seventh verse on the screen for me. First Peter chapter one, verse number seven, that the trial, everybody say the trial. Can we get that on the screen? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse number 7. Let's put that on the screen. That the trial, everybody say the trial, of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth sometimes. I think we look at this and we're like, oh, when we come out the other side, Oh, we're going to be better than gold that was tried in the fire. That's not really what this passage is saying. It is, watch, that the trial, everybody say the trial, of your faith being much more precious. It is the trial. Everybody say my trial. My trial Needs to be counted precious in my life because it's making something out of you. That without the trial, you would never become what you will become because of the trial. So when you submit and say, God, I'm okay with this trial. It hurts today. It's a struggle today. I'm going through it today. But I understand it's a trial and you're working it for my good. See, when you get out the other side, you're going to look back and recognize that trial was more precious than gold. You can't buy what the trial will bring into your life. You can't buy it. Though it be tried with fire, it's more precious than gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. God may be teaching us great things during our season of waiting. We seem to want everything now. God often teaches. Patience to us, but not giving us an answer now. How many of you know you can spoil the child if every time they cry, you run over and you know get, stick a bottle in their mouth? It used to bug me. I didn't understand it. I was several years behind my, my siblings. Their child would start start to cry and They'd just let the child cry a little bit. They'd go over and make sure everything was okay, and they'd just let the child cry. I'm thinking, pick that kid up. Give that kid a bottle. He said, no, we'll be walking all night if we do. We'll be having to hold that baby all the time. If we Every time that baby cries, we pick that baby up and try to find something to, to pacify it with. See, sometimes we want, every time we You know, every time we have a hangnail, we want God to come through with a swooping miracle. And the Lord, hello, Lord. The Lord's about to say you're about done preaching. (laughs) I thought, was that my imagination? Am I blacking out in here? The patience that we learn during the time of waiting is for our benefit. James chapter 1 verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work. Mm, how many of you want the answer now? Of course we do. That's how we're built. We want the answer now. James 1 and 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work. That ye be in perfect and entire. That word means complete. Wanting nothing. It only comes through patience. So God allows us to wait to teach us patience so that in the end we become complete. Does that make sense? God's always worked through the process of time. Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 and in the process of time it came to pass. Over and over again, the Bible talks about what happened through the process of time. The Bible talks about season, due season, rain in due season. It must have been a due season. But Lord, two inches, we're still trying to get finish a parking lot. But we trust you no know best, Lord. The Bible has several phrases regarding due season rain in due season, meat in due season, a word in due season. I'm trying to help us understand today that while we're not understanding why, that our season has not come to pass. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says, Let us not be weary. In what? In what? In well doing, for in For in due season, we will reap, we shall reap if we faint not. Don't be weary. It's just not your season. Don't get frustrated, it's just not your season. Well, when's your season going to come? When God says it's time. I want you to understand today. You won't always be in distress because help is on the way. You won't always be discouraged because encouragement is going to come. That body won't always be in pain because your transition is going to come. Help is on the way. You you can just count on it. You won't always be where you are today, feeling what you're feeling today because your season. For time and seasons comes to every body. Everybody, you won't always feel the way you're feeling. Strength's going to come. Somebody texted me last night and just said an encouraging word and said, I recognize and see some things that you're doing in ways you're sacrificing. And they said, you won't always be worn out with it. In due time, you're going to reap. I received that word last night as confirmation for this message that I'm preaching this morning. And I want to encourage you and tell you, Don't faint in the middle of your weakness and weariness and struggle. In due season, you will reap. Let me encourage some of you that are giving up your time, your energy, your effort, your finances to build a building. In due season, God's not blind to it. Oh, I wish I had somebody wanted me to preach this morning. In due season, you're going to reap. If you faint not, oh, I'm telling you, as sure as the sun will rise in the morning, it, it, today it may be cloudy, but there on oh, the other side of the clouds, the sun's shining. It amazes me when you get in that jet plane and you take off and it's raining and it's cloudy, and when you break through those clouds, it's sunny. I'll always look out the window and I'm amazed look at those clouds. And the sun's shining on the other side. I want you to understand that just because you're in a season today, it may just be a time or a season of rain. But the sun's still shining. It's still going to come up tomorrow. And the rainy season's going to pass. The wintertime will pass. The snowy season will pass. The, the, the hot, weary, and dry land will pass. It's going to pass because it is a season. A time that God has prepared for your life. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. If I could get that on the screen. Acts chapter 3 and verse number 19. I just want to encourage somebody this morning. I won't be much longer. I know your stomach's growling. Acts chapter 3 verse 19. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out. Uh, the second part of this is what I'm looking for. When times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Pastor, it's been a long time since I've been blessed. Your season's going to come, your season of blessing's going to come. You won't always be weary. You won't always be worn out with it. You won't always be frustrated with it because refreshing will come. I'm trying to give you several scriptures to chew on when you walk out of here today, when you've been struggling through it and you feel weary and you feel tired and maybe you've been weeping through the night. Can I tell you, weeping may endure but for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The time, the season will change and your blessing will come. You may be under it today, but God is working everything for your good he's working it all out for you somebody say amen. amen i'm going to read a couple more scriptures to you and then i'm going to let you go this morning second chronicles second corinthians chapter 4 verse number 17 the apostle paul talks about all of his afflictions he talks about all the things he's been through he says he was in perils of sword Perils of, oh, he goes on, perils of the sea, perils of his own brethren, perils of darkness, perils of shipwreck, perils of the deep, perils of distress, perils in his own house, perils of his neighbors, perils of his friends, perils and perils and perils. He's going through. It's the same writer that talked about all of the afflictions, In the 4th chapter, in the 17th verse of 2 Corinthians, he said, for our light affliction. Everybody say light affliction. See, the affliction may seem heavy to you today. It's because you're under the load. And the longer you carry it, the heavier it is. My boy's gentry. He's all the time working out. He's on this workout kick. He talks about going and lifting weights They start out with heavy weights. They lift this heavy weight and they lift so many times, then they go to lighter weight, and they lift so many times, and they go lighter. And he said, by the time you get down to nothing but the bar, after you've lifted a bunch of reps, then they go. And so you think it's just, well, this is getting easier. He said, by the time you get there, that bar feels like it weighs a million pounds. He said, Dad, he said you can't believe. He said, you pick up that bar, and that bar doesn't weigh anything. He said, I mean, it's, it, it weighs like 20 pounds. He said, you pick that thing up, and he said, you start, and he said, it feels like it weighs a ton. That's because you've been carrying a load for a little bit. See, when you get in it for a while, sometimes you may think your affliction is worse than it actually is because you've been under it for a space of time. And so you start magnifying the affliction instead of God. Am I helping anybody this morning? It's the affliction that it comes on you for a space of time. But I come this morning to remind you that it is only for a season. But after that season passes, you're under it. You're weary with it. You're in the struggle. But the apostle Paul said, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. You may not understand it today. You may not be able to explain it all today, but we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I believe it was Jesus in Matthew chapter 10 made a statement something like this, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. I'm trying to tell you this morning, just keep on in the struggle. Just keep on in the, hard, in the hardship. Just keep on. It's just your season's going to come to an end. There'll be a new season tomorrow. This time will pass. This too will pass. You're not all, always going to be over, under it. You're going to be past it and move on to the next level. But you've got to pass the test today. He that endureth to the end. James chapter 1 says, blessed, that word means happy. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. When he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised them that love him. We know going in that it is the trial of our faith, but we're going to come out stronger. Dylan, don't ever forget what you said in the hospital a few weeks ago. You said, Dad, I know. I'm tired of this. I'm sick. I'm under it. I'm tired of it, but I know this God's working something into my life. Don't ever forget it because it won't be your last struggle. I pray it's your last physical struggle, but it won't be your last struggle in life. When you're under the load, remember those words. It's working something for my good. I don't understand it. I'm in pain. I'm sick of being in the hospital, but God's working something for my good. There's something good going to come out of all of this mess. It's just part of the times and the seasons. The old songwriter said it right. I'm closing, Cheryl. Come give them some hope. The old songwriter said it so well. I'm going to lay down my burdens down by the riverside. We used to sing. Remember the old song we used to sing, I'll Fly Away? There's a little phrase in there that says, there's just a few more weary days and then. Have we forgotten about that? It's just a few weary days. Do we forget about, do we forget about, we used to sing soon and very soon. We're going to see the king. But see, we forget about it in the struggle. We forget about how short and how temporal this life is. But I want to encourage you this morning to tell you God's working something good into your life. It's just a season that you're going through. It's just the time that you're in right now. The apostle Peter, he said, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season, in due time. I wonder this morning, how many of you feel like, Pastor, I'm, I'm living under the hand of God. I'm walking upright before, come on, anybody in here? They're like, I I feel like I'm saved. Anybody in here this morning? I don't have any saved folks in the church, Lord, have mercy. Let me change this message and preach a little while. You feel like you're living under the hand of God. You're being obedient to God. Come on, any saved folks in the house this morning? But the struggle still comes. About eight of you feel like you're saved this morning. My Lord, Brother Isaac, we're going to have church tonight. You need to preach a Holy Ghost. Get them to the altar. Get them prayed through. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. I'm under the hand of God. Don't think you know better than God. Humble yourself. And when we do, He will exalt us in due time. You're not always going to be under it. He's going to exalt you, He's going to bring you through. This time will pass, the season will pass, and you'll be the better for going through it. You're going to look back on it and understand what God was working in your life. Stand with me this morning. They that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall rise and, and not be weary. Be weary. They, they shall walk and not faint. Oh, teach me, Lord. Lord. Teach, teach me, Lord, teach to me wait. Come on, sing it with me now. They that, that wait upon all the Lord, Lord. shall renew their day. strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. Oh, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, teach me, Lord. Teach me, Lord. Late. now I open these altars for anybody this morning that feels like you've been under the load and carrying it long enough and you need the strength of the Lord today you need the help of God today to just keep on through this time, to keep on through this season you're going to come out the other side the church is here to encourage you in prayer this morning, these altars are open if you'd like to come all oh, they shall run And not be be weary. weary. They They shall walk, walk. and not faint. Teach me, Lord, oh.